Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Toe to Toe. What's up, Mertlin? Hey, Monica. How you been? I'm great. How are you? Good. Hey, you've been traveling lately. Yeah, of course. How was oh, it? Where were you? Tell us about it. It was in Istanbul, Turkey, and I can't get that song out of my head. What song? Istanbul, not Constantinople or whatever, however it goes. <laughs> That's the only part I know. <laughs> Let's stick to the podcasting. <laughs> I'm a terrible singer. Yes. Okay. I've heard incredible things about Istanbul. It's gorgeous. You should go visit. Yes. Put it on your list. That's cool. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Toe to Toe. Today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Do we really need attorneys involved in the sale along with realtors? Do we need both? Hmm. Why do we have them? What's going on here? You know, Jen wants to blow up the whole damn thing. So I'm assuming this is part of the the dynamite the agenda. Yeah, right. Is this part of it? Where yeah, of course it? it is. Everything is. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. So where do you fall down on this? Well, on? I mean, we're neither one of the states that we work in our attorney states. So right. this is just more off of like talking with other agents and kind of getting their perception of like, what is the actual, what do the attorneys do? Because we have a lot of states that are attorney states. Yeah, I realize that. And so let's clarify for everybody, you know, f- for instance, here you hire a title company to do the title search and to actually close. And I believe that all of those title companies are headed by an attorney, correct? That's the gist. I don't, I, I'm not sure. I mean, if they're not, then they have one usually there, but I don't know that it's required. Okay. But that's the theory is that that's who is, maybe they have somebody working for them and closing the deals, but the attorney is sort of the one kind of overseeing this in theory, correct? Uh, right. I think, but that's not what we're talking about. No, I just wanted to know though, cause you have that title company issue that in two, like you have three different layers there. It's so much, but I mean, but for this case though, the, the attorney, not the title, like I think every state has title stuff, but in this case, we're talking about like, there's an attorney that's not the title company and there's a realtor, but and the attorney and the realtor, they kind of like their attorneys are doing what agents in non-attorney states do. For example, if uh, you have an inspection, if your client, your buyer client has an inspection request that they want to deliver and request to the seller in non-attorney states, the realtor just draws it up and basically says like, fix these things, see the report. Right. And we talked about that. Do you send the whole report, not send it, whatever. It doesn't matter. So it's like basically fix these things according to how it was written by the inspector who is the licensed party. Yeah. But in an attorney state, the attorney will do that. What a pain in the ass. Yeah. Why do you have to wait for the attorney to gather the data, draft the thing, send it on? That just seems. It just makes it more complicated. They'll also like if you um, when you send a contract, they'll like review it. And it's like, but it's already been reviewed by an attorney. It's a standard contract. Like there's nothing in it. 
Correct. Yeah, that's the whole point of the contract, right? It's been reviewed by attorneys. It's it's approved by the board. Right. All we do is execute on it. It's fine. So I feel like having an attorney is just like an extra. Now, look, I could be totally wrong here. The base just is based on what I know, but it feels like it's an extra layer that takes more time. It costs more money and I'm unclear as to the value. So the only argument I could see for it is, you know, really when you are buying a home, hundreds of thousands of dollars, in some cases, millions of dollars, can you be too careful? So what's the harm in having an extra set of eyes? You know, we as agents, we are not licensed. We are not attorneys and we cannot act in such. We can't make recommendations on drafting contracts, whatever. So. Right. But we're not drafting the contract. Correct. Correct. And we're not making up the repairs. The repairs were from a licensed party, the inspector, right? Right. Or like, I don't know. I just don't think there's anything. I guess somebody could argue like maybe an addendum. Like mm-hmm. what if you had to do an addendum? Mm-hmm. But there are like, a, there is language at the board. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, um, do you run into, in a, in enough of your deals, do you run into a, a spot where you feel like you're crossing the line and you you can't do that and giving legal advice? How often do you run up against that where you're like, ooh, I better step back from here. That's legal advice. Well, no, if it's legal advice and I tell them, you, I'm not an attorney, like you need to ask your attorney right. and that's it. And that's that can happen, you know, but that doesn't happen that often. Right. That's so I can, yeah. And I can see like in some of our podcasts that we've done, people have commented like, well, they wouldn't really address it. They would give, go through the attorney. Like if there's a problem with the other agent or there's a problem with the buyer or whatever, but that just seems like all that stuff, we end up as agents and non-attorney states, just working it out and having conversations about it. Mm-hmm. You know, do you feel like if you have an attorney involved and a real estate agent that you're just covering the basis? No, I feel like it's overkill. overkill. It's ridiculous. Like, what are they changing? They've got to be having like boilerplate stuff. And it's just taking so much more time. They're stamping it. They're giving it their stamp of approval. But it's already been stamped. You could make it so it's been stamped. I mean, these are in non-attorney states, they're standard contracts. Like we have a standard one for occupancy before closing. We have standards for, you know, Mm -hmm. occupancy from the seller after closing. Mm -hmm. Like they're all boilerplate already by attorneys. You just have to, you have to have literacy. And, read it. <laughs> <laughs> and fill it out. There right? she is. Yes. You must be able to read. I right. I mean, it's just not that hard. I don't know. Right. Yeah. I just, you know, I guess I err on the side of caution in some way that, um, and, and we don't have that here. You're right. So are there times that it'd be nice to have an additional trusted resource for the client as you go through and navigate these waters? I think in a lot of cases that would be good. Oh God. Attorney's just like, yeah, you know, I agree if they're getting in on the basic stuff, why do they need to review a freaking inspection addendum? Correct. Right. Have one on the team, so to speak, like sure. the team of, of resources. I don't know that that's a bad idea. No, I mean, and then like in the non-attorney states, like we have, uh, we have attorneys that we work with. Right. So like right. if there truly is an issue that need requires an attorney and the client doesn't have one, it's like, here's a couple that we've dealt with in the past, you might want to call them and yeah. talk to them. Or if it is a title issue to your point, it's like, well, then we need to call the title attorney. Like, what do they say? Mm-hmm. Cause there's stuff we don't know. We're just agents, right? 
Like we know how to help people buy and sell houses, but we don't know all the other stuff. Right. How do, do you know enough about how does that attorney get selected through the process? I don't know. I think it's by the, um, buyers. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think the sellers can have one too. Just like a title, excuse me, title company. Yeah. Got it. The buyer and the seller can both have their own. Yeah. Right. Well, I'd love to hear from our listeners on this. If you're listening, make a comment below wherever you're listening to this, make a comment if you are in an attorney state and how that is working for you and and what your feeling is. Well, like, yeah. What are the pros and cons? Yeah. Right. Or if you've, especially if you're either worked in one or didn't, and now you do, or like, you know what I mean? Like you've worked in both, on both sides of the fence here. That'd be yeah, cool. Absolutely. I mean, we have, uh, oftentimes the closer is the attorney and we have that here in Cincinnati. Yeah, but they're not like an attorney that would draw up an addendum or if Correct. we had like a problem Correct. that was outside a title, we couldn't right. really call them. Yeah. Correct. Correct. No, you're right. You're right. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. Well, shall we go back to our corners? Yeah, I need to like, sit and think about this one for a minute. <laughs> I need to experience it, I think. I think I do too. I'd be so aggravated, but whatever. Exactly. Let's let's take a short break here, word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, Jen, did you talk to anybody that uh, is outside of this ring? (laughs) Yes, I spoke with some agents that are in an attorney state. So you'll have to hear what they would uh they say after this. I think that will be a really interesting aspect of this particular episode to to yeah, that for sure. I agree. I agree. All right, Monica, I feel like we agreed on this. So do you want to wrap up our final thought? Without knowing all the particulars, my, my feeling is this, while it may inconvenience me and the process at some time, I just think that the more qualified eyes involved on a contract with a contract in a contract about a contract, the better for the buyer or the seller. This is a major, major undertaking and we can't be inconvenienced, you know, at the expense of being safe for them. So uh, well, I guess though, I think, so I am going to disagree and do my one minute. I, I mean, I agree. Like, I think if it's just a matter of convenience, of course, right. Anybody can have an attorney look at it. Anybody can have their own title company. Like you have to do what you think is best as the, as the client or do what your clients think is best. But I think at some point there's diminishing returns and there's overkill. So mm-hmm. like contracts that are 25 pages long. I mean, oh my God, they say the same thing. Addendums that already say what's in the contract. Like at some point we need to blow this shit up. No, we need to go back to like common sense and say, okay, is this already written? Is it even relevant? Mm -hmm. Or are we just doing shit to pretend that we're doing stuff? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I agree on that. I think, um, yeah, sometimes our contracts scare people off. 
Like I just had a, a friend of mine lose a FISBO because the contract was five pages long and they were like, it's too complicated. It is complicated. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I think we're going to have to call this one an end. This is an interesting one because I don't know. I am sure there are pros and cons to both of these. I'm just not feeling like there's one answer to this. Wow. I don't know. Do you think there was a knockout today or did Jen and I just both uh, knock each other in the head? I feel like we bumped heads and just <laughs> hit so and just like went back. Like, right. How do you guys feel about this topic? Go to our Facebook page. That's Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page. And who do you think won? What do you guys think? Are you in a, a an attorney state? Let us know how you feel about this subject. We're interested. Yes, we hope you enjoyed the battle. So make sure you follow, like, subscribe, and share any ideas that you have. Um, And as always, if you'd like to learn more about EXP and any benefits, feel free to text me or call me, 513-400-1691. By the way, Jen, did you hear that EXP has started a transaction coordinator division? No, what do you mean? Oh, they like have people that are doing it. That's contract to close. Yeah. Yeah. How I awesome. mean, we'll still use ours. Yeah, I know. But like for some people in that interim where they don't need a full-time one or. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty No, cool. I think it's great. That's yeah. awesome. They're always doing stuff to help us. They are always doing stuff like that. All right. Okay. See you next time. Bye, Monica. All right, everyone. We are back with our favorite tiebreaker, Rachel Real. Hey, Rachel. Good morning, Jen. How are you? Great. Welcome back. Thanks, lady. So Rachel is in Chicago area and she is a broker of her own real estate company. So if you have any referrals to Chicago, send them her way. I know everybody wants to move there in the winter. Right, right. We're all looking to get out. (laughs) Exactly. But I wanted to bring Rachel on because obviously she's a great guest. You've been on a handful of times, but you, um, you're a broker and you're in an attorney state. So me and Monica are not in an attorney state. So you, can you just explain for those of us who aren't in it, what that means first? So, so lucky you that you're not in an attorney state. Yes. Yes. Um, Attorney state means we are required to bring in attorneys for the transaction, one to represent the buyer, one to represent the seller. Oh, they're different Um, ones. Yeah, different ones. Yeah. So each side has their own. And they each Um, have their own realtor too. What's that? And they each have their own. Right. Everybody's got their own everything. Wow. That's a lot. So when the, so in a non-attorney state, you guys are allowed to draft addendums, take care of the process from beginning to end. We are not. So anytime there's an addendum required for anything after the beginning, the initial contract goes through the attorney. Wow. Once each party signs off on it, you are now doing the unauthorized practice of law if you make any changes to that. So can you, before you weigh in on our tiebreaker, which is, do we really need attorneys and realtors involved in this transaction? What was the thought process behind, like, do you know why some states are attorney and some states aren't? Yes and no. I mean, if you go, it's it's odd because in Illinois, if you go outside of the Chicagoland area to like Rockford area, they don't use attorneys there. So we're an attorney state here by practice and custom. But if you go further out, further out west in Illinois or further south in Illinois, there's a lot of areas they don't use them. Okay. So that leads me to believe that there is a political reason we probably use attorneys here. It sounds like it. As with all things in Chicago. As in all things Illinois. 
Correct. <laughs> so why don't you weigh well, in are, then? There are other states though that, that use them statewide. New Jersey yeah. is one of them. You know, there's, there's a handful. It, the, the list is very small. Yeah, I think most states are non-attorney states. Correct. Yeah. So do you think that it's necessary to have both realtors and attorneys involved in a real estate transaction? Having never been in a market and worked in a market where I don't, where there isn't an attorney, I'm, I'm so used to it that that's, I, I, it would take some, some, some mind shifting to wrap my head around how you would do it otherwise. Yeah. However, in the grand scheme of things, no, I don't. Boom. <laughs> and here is why. Please. So, right. So when you have a transaction, so say you're in the market that we're in now, you have a transaction, you're representing a buyer and that buyer has missed out on three or four homes or 20 or 20. Right. right. And you've finally gotten to the point where they've got an accepted offer. They've got a contract on it. We go through the inspection. You have the conversation with your client about here, here's what you should be asking for health and safety concerns, large mechanical things that you wouldn't have seen otherwise. Those are mm-hmm. my two things. That's it. Right. Anything right. outside of that, do not ask for it. Right. The breach of our contract, we're in my market to even ask for anything that falls outside of those things. Oh, really? Wow. If you ask for something outside of those things, that gives the seller the opportunity to just shut it down. But it, if you ask for things inside of that, they can't shut it down? Correct. Then wow. it becomes negotiation. They could certainly say no, but okay. it just gives them the ability to say, I'm not even having this conversation any further. You've asked for a carpet allowance and, 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 and money for paint and, and the leaky bathroom faucet. No. that's interesting because in well I do Ohio and Kentucky and their contracts are slightly different but in Ohio if let's say there's multiple offers on a property and we're offer one and if we come and ask for anything anything Anything. it could be anything safety anything Mm -hmm. then the seller can literally not respond and once it's out of the end of the that period they can move on to the next absolutely we have five days because of this attorney attorney issue. Any client, either buyer or seller, has five days from the signing of the contract to flat out cancel because you sneezed funny. Yeah, so wow. Either party can just say, see you later. Oh, wow. So, we can't do it that. That's a lot. But okay. It, it, it's because we're in attorney state. And if there's any modifications to the contract, it, we as agents can't make those. They have to go to either both sides. Attorneys have their own list of typical modifications that they make whenever sure. the contract comes out. Yeah. And then those attorneys do get out over five days via letter back and forth. But going back to the issue when you have multiple offers and you're a buyer that's lost out on a half a dozen things, you have that conversation with your buyer. Okay, let's ask for this and this and this, three items. They then talk to their attorney and their attorney says, hey, just ask for everything. We'll just see what they say. No. I'm about ready to lose my market. I've already lost them several times. <laughs> but the attorneys are not boots on the ground. They don't, right. yes, they don't busy. know. They're busy, but they don't understand what we've gone through to get to that point, number one. Right. And the fact that you don't, don't you do that. Because they're you not even involved until have- after the contract's accepted. So they don't even know about the 20 other offers that you wrote. Correct. Correct. So oh. I am very selective about the attorneys that I use, that I work with, or that I will refer the worst transactions that I have are when buyers bring their own attorneys. Oh, I'm sure. Or even sellers bring their own attorneys. Because they're probably not even real estate attorneys. Most of them are. We've got a good chunk that are real estate attorneys here, but some of them are just like, hey, you know what? They don't even loop you in. I don't get CC'd on things. The the hard thing is, is that a, a client, whether it's a buyer or seller, 
the first person they reach out to for anything throughout a transaction is the realtor. Yeah. They reach out to the lender, even though it's a lender right. question, they don't reach out to the attorney, right. it's an attorney question. Right. Well, if you have a client that reaches out to you for a question and then you have to talk to the attorney and the attorney takes five, five days to get back to you or three days to get back to you or right. even a day, it's too long. It's too late. Yeah. It's too late. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder, I can see how the benefit, like the thought process, let's just say it's not political. Right. Right. So like the thought process could be, well, we're protecting the client, but then it's kind of like, well, but the contracts were already written and approved by attorneys. Precisely. I was on the broker lawyer committee through our board a couple of years ago. And yeah, you sit down with that contract. It's 13 pages long where I'm at. Oh, Lord. Right. And we sit there with the, with the board attorney every other every month and go through different sections of the contract can you make so it smaller right it, every every version is another page so you know go figure but it does have all the optional writers so the actual contract in and of itself is about eight pages got it the last five or four is um you know optional writers that you sometimes use like hoa or exactly whatever right, right. gotcha so yeah, right. I mean, I've, I've talked to, I had a, an agent that was a friend of mine here that moved to Arizona and we were texting back and forth about it. And she's like, God, come out here. It is so much more pleasant. <laughs> I said, but what happens when you do, you know, when you need a, an addendum or when you have repair requests? She writes it. You just write it up. Yeah. And I just, I sat on a, um, a multi-board hearing in professional standards where one of the agents was from Wisconsin and one was from Illinois. And so we had all the Wisconsin documentation. So you had to kind of shift a little bit when you're looking at that going, okay, this is an attorney, this is a non-attorney state. Right. So when they had repair requests, it was simply an addendum that was already drawn up by the board, right. by the board attorney. Mm-hmm. And you fill in the blanks. That's it. One, one, two, three, four, five. Right. Or you just like send, I mean, we got into kind of a big fight on the inspection. One podcast that we did of, do you send like the whole, I think right, you, right. weren't you? I was on that one. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, basically you're copying and pasting from the inspection report, which the inspector is a generally like reliable source for the repairs that are needed to be done. One hopes so. Like you're not making it up. It's like you just copy and paste. And a lot of inspectors even have where you can create the addendum from their report. Right. Right. So it just, you know, and I I think about it, we bought a house in Michigan a couple of years ago and we went to the closing and my husband sat down and he goes, okay, who's explaining all this to us because we don't have an attorney here. I go, me, sit down. I'll explain it. (laughs) And I said, you know, I felt a little vacant, of course, just because, you know, you're used to having someone sit there and explain all of these things. Right, right, right. But, you know, going through it from an out, you know, as a consumer on the outside in another state. I just, I feel like sometimes it just adds a lot, another it's layer that you don't, you, you don't need. Right. You know? I agree. I agree. Yeah. But I do know that when we talk to, um, when we post things, the different questions that we do for the podcast, a lot of agents that are in attorney states, like when you guys run into problems with like the buyer and the seller disagreeing or whatever, yes. you guys are able to reach out to the attorney, which yes, have. Like, exactly. Although I, I almost all wish, problems, Rachel. Right. <laughs> Although I almost wish you could, you you still had that option, and I'm sure you do, you know. But it just in a in a different way. It's not the same at all. You, you it doesn't need to be through the entire thing to memorial. It's, they're really they're memorializing all the things that you've already taken care of. Right, which is annoying. But it's a little it's a little over the top sometimes, um, you know. But <laughs> I, I it, it's hard too because I think that clients, generally speaking say realtor attorney. Well, I'm going to go with my attorney's advice because they're an attorney. Right. You know, you're the realtor. You're the one that's dealing with all of this stuff and knows what, 
how this is supposed to proceed and how best to protect the client right. from losing the house once you're even right. under contract. Right. And the, the attorneys aren't. No, it's not so, the same goal. Yeah. Sure. I literally have one or two that I, that I, I'm, I'm good working with that will keep me in the loop all the time. Don't blow things up and, and are good about reaching out saying, what do you think? And awesome. asking for my opinion before they jump the gun. That's good. That's what you it's need. That's not all your partners though. You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, as usual, it's always informational when you come on and I'm glad we agree. We do. (laughs) (laughs) I think for the most part, sometimes when we disagree, it's really just because you're more accurate and I just like to blow stuff up. (laughs) Yeah, we we think alike. We do. (laughs) All right. Well, have a good rest of the day. You too. Thank you. (laughs) Talk to you later. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.